0: Righty, well, we're going to jump right into the fifty seventh. Excuse me, yeah, the fifty seventh episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast, and so fifty seven. We, we're
1: close to. How old are you, Trey? <laughs> I know I don't want to embarrass you on air, <laughs> I'm,
0: but I'm sixty, man. We're getting oh, you're close. You're sixty.
1: you know, I thought you were actually. All kidding aside, I thought you were younger than
0: that. Ah, uh, well, thank you. I, I, I was think. thinking
1: 57, 58. Oh, good. So, you're you're a good man. Uh, I appreciate well, that. I appreciate you, that. You look you look about three years younger than sixty. <laughs>
0: okay, I'll take it. I'll take every year, brother. Fifty-seven. I would love to be fifty-seven oh, man, again.
1: I hear you. I'm uh, sorry. Go ahead. Try. You're doing fine. I just my want to uh, apologize.
0: No, no problem. No problem. I just want to encourage everybody to get out there and uh, let everybody know by social media. Uh, get their friends involved. Uh, repost and everything you need to do to get them involved in hearing the word of God. Uh, kind of a in between time between church and other things you're doing. This can be an opportunity for you to grow in your faith. Anyway, today we're asking the questions about. What about the church in this time of COVID-19? And as we all know, March, uh, when we started March, uh, a lot changed. And many of us don't know what to do about church and how we should do church. And, uh, you know, we think uh, always when we think of church, we think of worship first. And But church is really more than just online worship on Sunday. Um, how do we stay a part of the church? How do we continue to do church in the middle of spatial distancing? So... Next few, uh, for the last few weeks, we've discussed worship, community, participating, and now we want to challenge you when it comes to ministry. I, w- I want to give a short testimony, Pastor, about mm-hmm. our church because we've, we've not stopped ministering. We have not. Uh, we've been feeding people, serving people, praying for people. We've been sharing the gospel. Yeah. Um, we've done Mission VBS. In we,
1: fact, before we came over here to record, record this podcast this morning, we were ministering. We had a group of teachers from yeah, a local that was awesome. middle school that came over that we fed breakfast to. So we have. We've honestly ramped up ministry in a lot of ways during this COVID-19 pandemic, haven't we?
0: We I, I said we've moved forward, you know, in yeah, spite of COVID. Yeah. And uh, it's been a blessing. So... With that in mind, I, I, I just have to ask the question, Pastor: Is ministry really that important? You know, especially during this time, do we simply take it easy for now until things cool down a little, or what do we do?
1: Yeah, so we're talking about how we can make the most of our church, especially during you know this COVID nineteen crisis time. How do we make the most of our church? And we make the most of our church when we're involved, when you as an individual follower of Jesus are involved in the ministry of the church. There is not a crisis that exists that causes the church to cease ministering. Mm -hmm. If anything, in the midst of a crisis, the church needs to step up in ministry. And I'm thankful that at Northwood, I feel like we've done a pretty good job of stepping up over these last few months in the midst of this pandemic. But we want to talk today about how you, as an individual follower of Jesus, can be involved in ministry, how you can serve the Lord faithfully with the time and the talents and the gifts that He has given you. Trey, I don't know if you've been keeping up with the news this week, but it's been a bummer of a week, man, watching the news. It's yeah. a bummer of a week every week you yeah, watch the news these days.
0: It's been rough to watch news for But you know it has been a bummer this week? Tell me. College football. I was going to say that's been rough.
1: Man, we don't know.
0: Yeah, everybody's saying more and more now. It's just not going to happen this year. Can so. you imagine? No.
1: Can you imagine no college? I mean, it's one thing to say no NBA. Nobody really cared about that anyway, right? <laughs> I Guess not. I didn't. But I mean in baseball. I'm not an NBA guy, but. I mean I love baseball but the games are so long. Do you do you actually sit down and watch an entire baseball game? Can you do that?
0: I, I, it's like NASCAR, I sleep through them. Yeah, you know? Know? So I mean I'll, I'll watch a
1: game but it's like baseball's like background noise.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, it's like NASCAR. Well, I'm doing
1: something else. I'm reading a book, I watch a game while I'm reading a book yeah. or I'm cleaning the house, I watch a game while I'm cleaning the house. I mean football, you you're watching the game the whole you're game involved. from from the first kickoff to the you know, whistle blows at the end of the fourth quarter. I mean, you're just in it the whole game. Baseball, not so much. And basketball, who cares?
0: I really <laughs> I'm do a, like basketball. I but, going, you know. I will tell you, I'm going to miss college football. But can you imagine
1: no college football? Mm. And and you think about no college football. You, you think about and I know. I mean, if you if you've been keeping up with the news, you've seen different college players speak out mm-hmm. and their opinions on what needs to take place this season. But I do feel sorry for those guys
0: i really do you think about those
1: those players who have already in the midst of summer when it's a hundred thousand degrees outside they've been sweating it out to play football this season and they may not get to play
0: well my my guy trevor yeah he's leading uh, the way
1: as far as protesting against what might be
0: but he's not i mean you know if there's no football there's no heisman trophy and this was his year you know and it's rough. It's rough for yeah, some of those guys. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I, and I just, you know, for, for us, it's a loss because we enjoy watching college football in the fall. For the players, it's a loss. For the universities, mm-hmm. it's a loss because you know this like I do just the, the amount of money.
0: Oh, my heavens.
1: Oh, that's All unreal. Gone. Just gone. gone. Can you, I, I, I just can't get my mind around it. You know, I'm, I'm a big Georgia fan, Sanford Stadium in, in Athens, Georgia. It's
0: a big deal, man. Between the hedges. And, Between the
1: hedges. Ugh. I mean come September, October, it, it might be empty. Mm. Like nobody there. That's unfathomable. Or think about I mean, I think about Athens and I haven't been to a Clemson game, so I don't know what it's like around you know Clemson, but you know, all those small businesses that oh, are around the stadium that, that that they very are similar. dependent upon college football in the fall because man, they they're dependent on those fans coming to their restaurants mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be after the game to eat or to whatever. So Man, what a blow. What a blow if there's no college football. And I I say all that to say this. We do like college football. We Mm -hmm. like sports in general. Mm -hmm. On the field, on any given Saturday, when you're watching a college football game, Trey, how many players are on the field?
0: 22. 22. That's it. There
1: you go. Yeah. And, and... When you and I watch college football, or any type of football for that matter, we place a lot of emphasis on a couple of position players. Oh, yeah.
0: We don't even care about <laughs> I can't tell you the, the names you every of the alignment. linemen yeah. for the
1: University of Georgia. I can tell you who the starting quarterback yeah, is. Yeah, we always can. I can tell you the running backs are. Mm-hmm. I can tell you who the receivers are. Mm-hmm. But every person on that field is significant. The center
0: is significant have to be significant or they don't win.
1: Right. So every position – now, we, we emphasize some over others. We, we want to see a Trevor Lawrence, you know, throw over 1,000 yards a game or whatever. We want to see <laughs> the running back run for 5,000 a game. We want to we see those things. Yeah, of course. But Trevor Lawrence can't throw the ball if he doesn't have a line in front of
0: him. That's true. If he,
1: or if he doesn't have receivers that are capable of catching. That's true. So you and I know this, and you know where I'm going with this analogy, Trey. Every person on the field has a role to play
0: every single one.
1: Yeah, and so when we think about the church, I mean Paul is clear in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 that in the church we are one body, the body of Christ. And you know what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 12, right? He says that every member of the body is significant. Mm-hmm. And so just think about, right? Think about here at Northwood. We're 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 a sizable church. Mm-hmm. And we have a good many of our people that are involved in ministry, thankfully. We're I'm very encouraged by the number of people who weekly engage in some type of ministry. Mm-hmm. Yes. But just think just think about what we could accomplish if every single person who attends our church plugged into meaningful ministry within our church.
0: It'd be it'd be, uh, it'd be amazing. It would change, it it would change, would change the community. Yeah. It would
1: right if we all lived on mission. If we all uh, you know used our gifts and abilities for the sake of the kingdom within our local church, it would change everything. Mm-hmm. And so, so I want us today just to think through what it looks like to be involved in ministry.
0: Mm-hmm. Well that's good. I think there's uh, what what we can look at today is seven ways that we can be involved in ministry. So let's talk about the first one and it's just as simple as it can be but it is so true and that is number 1 be present. Easy enough. It seems <laughs> like it is. Easy
1: enough. And, and here's what we know, because I, I've been in ministry long enough to, to have seen this happen over the years, that, that every single Sunday we'll have new faces in our church. Oh, yeah. Praise God for that. Yes. And sometimes, you know, those new faces are coming from different churches. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, you know, for whatever, maybe they moved here from another city mm-hmm. or uh, something's happened in their church where, where they feel like it's time to move on to a different church. And, and sometimes on a Sunday, here's what I'll hear from a first-time guest how can I plug in and serve? Mm-hmm. Praise That's the Lord. awesome when you hear awesome. that, man. But let's just try coming for a few Sundays. Yeah. <laughs> right? Let, let's just see if you can actually attend faithfully and yeah, consistently. Yeah, yeah. And, and I say that to say, say this. We want people to be involved in ministry.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, but I need to know that you're actually going to be here.
0: Oh, well, that would be That important. you're actually
1: going to show up. That you're actually going to be faithful in that ministry. and So, so start with being present. Start with coming to worship, because here, here's the deal. If if someone who's been at Northwood for three or four years, but they've been here kind of off and on, mm-hmm. and they come to me and say, hey, I'm ready to serve in ministry, praise the Lord. But as I look at your track record over the last five years, you've been here once a month for the last five years. We, that That's not... That's not a good predictor of how your future ministry is going to be if you haven't been here. You see what I'm saying? And so, so just encourage him. If you want to be involved in ministry, you, you just got to be present. Show up. Show just, up. Just start at there. Show up. show up. Show up for worship. Show up for small group. Mm-hmm. Just show up. Because Thanks. as you show up, it, it says to your church, "I really do believe in what's going on here." If you don't show up, how do we know? How do we know that you're going to be faithful in any kind of ministry if you're not even willing to show up? So it's it's simple. Just. Start by being present. How can you be involved in your church? Be at your church.
0: Amen. Number two, be aware.
1: Yeah. There are millions, maybe not millions, but there's lots of opportunities in a local church to serve on mm-hmm. there. There's all kinds of things a local church does. I think about our church and the, the various ministries. I mean, you oversee our greeter ministry, uh, which we have, you know, tons of people that are involved in, in first impressions, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, welcoming people as they come to our church for the first time yes. or, or whatever the case may be. We've had as many as 60 or 70 people I think involved in that, yeah. that particular ministry. Pre-COVID. Yeah, pre-COVID. Yeah. Uh, Post-COVID now or during COVID, who knows who's <laughs> where. Uh, but also you think about our, our children's ministry, yeah. there's always needs in Huge our children's ministry. Children's and, and this is every church, not just our church, but every church always has needs in children's ministry or student ministry or, or whatever the case may be. There, there's always needs. And, and here's what I, I know, that some we have a preconceived notion about what we want to do in a church. Mm -hmm. Like, like, I I want to do this, I want to serve here, I want to serve there, and praise the Lord for that.
0: I want to serve if you do this.
1: Or I want to serve if you do this, or, you know. You
0: know, it's like, uh, let's make up a new ministry because I want it specifically designed for me. Yeah,
1: yeah, or whatever the case may be, but there there are needs. Be aware of the needs that are in your church and just plug into where those needs are. I I know that there are people listening who— maybe do not feel like their strong suit is working with kids. Mm -hmm. I get that. Mm -hmm. I mean, we need kids workers.
0: Mm. Oh, we do. Just
1: get in there and try it. Help us out.
0: Sometimes you just do it because you're a servant, not because you're called to That's exactly
1: right. Sometimes you do it just because you have a servant's heart and you want to help Mm -hmm. your church be effective. It might not be your favorite place to serve, but you might be surprised. Mm -hmm. You might get in there and start serving over a few weeks or a few months and find out how much you love it mean I can think about people in our children's ministry right now here at Northwood that, you know, have been serving faith for the over the years and have grown to love the work they're doing and now can't see themselves doing anything else other than serving with kids. Or think about we always have needs here, and this is every church. We all have, always have needs for people to serve in, in a greeter ministry oh, yeah. or whatever the case may be. And so so be present, but also be aware. What are the specific needs in your local church? Where is help needed mm-hmm. it, it might not be the help that that you know it might not be the place that you would ideally want to serve in but mm-hmm. the help is needed there so just plug in anyway do it and see how god blesses that don't that, wait for the perfect ministry to die just for you just get in there and serve have that servant's heart and, and and where help is needed get in there and help
0: you know i don't know if this is 100 percent true but i i think it is certainly a way we can live in that we're never more like jesus than when we're serving people yeah god had one son and he made him a servant yeah. you know and Sometimes we just serve because we're servants. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I wonder, and I know Jesus is perfect, so maybe wondering this isn't uh, the best thing to wonder, but I wonder if Jesus liked everything
0: he did. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I understand exactly what you're saying. Maybe he did it because he did it because God called him to. Exactly. His father called him to.
1: This is is why I'm here on this earth. You know?
0: I mean, we know he struggled with the cross. I mean, we know that. Absolutely. We know that
1: from the Garden of Gethsemane.
0: All right, number three, be available, and I guess that kind that of goes, goes to along that. with being
1: yeah. aware. So be aware of what the needs are in your church. What are those pressing needs? Where is the help needed? Is it in something like children's ministry? Is it in something like you know the greeter ministry or another ministry in your church, an outreach ministry? Where is the help needed? And then be able, be available. Mm-hmm. You think about um, uh, Isaiah chapter six. Wow. You know the story. Here Isaiah is there in the temple of God, and he sees God exalted. Mm-hmm. He sees God as King, and 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 Isaiah has this encounter with God, where where he's brought face to face with his own sin. Mm-hmm. He confesses that sin to God. God forgives him of that sin, and then God asks a simple question:
0: "Who will go for me? Who will go?"
1: And Isaiah says, "Here I am. Mm-hmm. Send me." The reason why he say, says, here I am, send me, is because the encounter he had with God. Mm. God was so real to him. That experience was so powerful in his life that what else would he say to God? But mm. here I am, send me. That's availability. He, he, and God didn't, you know, say, he, he just said, who will go for me? There wasn't a specific assignment in that moment. It was just, who will go for me? And, 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 and Isaiah didn't object and say, well, what, what are the spiritual gifts I need to do that? What are the what have, are the abilities I have to have to do that? Yeah, he, he didn't object by saying, "Okay, what does it look like, or what do I need to know, or what expertise do I need to have?" He just said, "Send me." Exactly. That's availability, and man, how needed is that in the life of a local church where we're we're aware of what the needs are, mm-hmm. but we're also just extremely available. Here I am. Send me, God. My life is a vessel to be used by you. And so use me however you want to use me, even if that means I'm going to serve in a ministry that might not be what I think is the ideal ministry for me. I'm going to do it anyway because I'm available. Here I am. Send me. You've placed me in this church. I want to use my abilities, my talents, my times, everything you've given me for you. I'm available.
0: Amen. But once we're available, I think it leads us to the fourth thing, is that we also need to be faithful. Yeah. We need to be a part, you know?
1: Yeah, so Trey, you you probably have some frustrations with this because you're a pastor, and I have some frustrations from time to time with this because I'm a pastor, but Mm -hmm. we've seen people over the years, haven't we, that, you know, say, I want to serve, and they're gung-ho for ministry. They want to plug in, and they do for a few weeks, and then it kind of fizzles, and then we can't find them ever again.
0: This is a week after week, month after month, year after year, ongoing thing. Yeah. Faithful doesn't mean for the next two weeks, you know. It is uh, something that we build into our lives. Yeah. It becomes a part of us. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: and so, so listen. Your church needs you mm-hmm. because God has gifted you. He's given you abilities. You're a child of God. God's placed you in your church. Your church needs you mm-hmm. for your church to function well. Your church needs all the members of the body. First Corinthians twelve uh, to live out the calling that God has placed on the lives of believers, and so your church needs you, so therefore, when you say, I want to serve, do it. Mm -hmm. Be faithful. Be a person of your word. If you say that you're going to serve as a a children's worker, then do it. Mm -hmm. Do it faithfully. Now, we understand that there's always circumstances. There's sickness. There's vacations. There's those kind of things, but, man, it's, it's, it's frustrating sometimes when we, as, as, as leaders, as pastors, are depending on people to help us with kingdom ministry, and the people who've committed to do that kingdom ministry fail to show up for whatever reason. And we understand that life happens. We get all that. But to the best of your ability, be faithful. Follow through with your commitments because we really do need you. Your church really does need you. It really does.
0: Uh, I, well, my concern is that our people— and including, I mean, I'll take as much blame as anybody. But we have gotten into this uh, calling out thing. Mm-hmm. We're acting like it's a shift at yeah. work. Yeah, and somehow we think, well, I'll call out, and somebody'll just walk in and take my place. No, church just uh, it just doesn't work that way. Yeah. You try hard to replace somebody, yeah. and again, you already covered the sickness part. we're not talking about people that are sick and can't make it, but you know, just uh, I, you know, overslept or. Uh, I really need some me time, or um, we just decided to get away this weekend. Uh, and then I get the call on Sunday morning at, at uh, you know ten thirty before they're yeah. supposed to serve at eleven. So the faithfulness part is you don't do those kind of things right, right, when right. you say you're going to be somewhere. So right. I know that's a little bit of a pet peeve for me, but yes, yeah, uh, so I
1: think it's a pet peeve for all of us in a sense. But I, and I, I don't know, I don't know why we lack in faithfulness sometimes. And I know you and I, we both lack in faithfulness as well. We're all humans. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, at times, all of us fail to keep our word. I mean, that, that just happens, but maybe one of the reasons why, you know, we struggle with being faithful to the commitments we've made to our local church is we just don't feel like the role that we're serving in is very significant. Mm, you know wow. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I, I, I'm in the nursery holding babies. Eh, anybody can do that. Or, you know, I, I'm just showing up and hand out worship guides. Anybody can do that. Mm. I'm just showing up every other week to help cut the grass. Anybody can do that.
0: Yeah, but man, it, no, it no, is no, Huge significance. Listen, if
1: it, yeah, that's right, and, and just thinking through that, if you're involved in kingdom work, it's significant. Mm-hmm. Period. In discussion, if if you're that guy who says I'm going to show up every Saturday to help cut the grass, mm. that, that's significant because what you are doing is you are beautifying our campus, mm-hmm. so that when that person who's far from Jesus walks onto our campus for the very first time, they look at our campus and say, well, they must care because at least they cut the grass around here. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's significant. Everything that we do for the kingdom of God is significant. Cutting the grass for the glory of God matters. Holding a baby for the glory of God so that uh, a mother or a father can attend a worship service and hear a message from God, that matters. It
0: matters a lot. Uh,
1: Teaching a Bible story to a seven-year-old little girl where she, for the first time, understands that God loves her. I mean, gosh, that matters. Mm -hmm. matters Anything you do for the kingdom matters. So so never for one moment think that the ministry that you're doing doesn't matter because it does.
0: The sons of Asaph said this in the Psalms. I've just been been reading through the Psalms. They would rather be a doorkeeper in the house Mm. of the Lord than anywhere else. Mm-hmm. You know what our doorkeepers are here at the church. Think about this: we use bricks <laughs> mm, mm, mm. <laughs> because we don't want anybody touching the doors. Right, now. right. But that's—I think—that's how people feel sometimes. They're just a just brick. Just a brick. But if that's what if that's what you're doing, and it's for the purpose of God, yeah. then it's better than doing anything else. Is what the sons of Asaph came to yeah, the conclusion yeah. of. So, you know, uh, we got to just do it. Sometimes yeah. we just have to do it. Do as it, as menial as it may be. Might faithful
1: seem, and know in the long run that God is going to reward your faithfulness. Amen,
0: amen. And then number five, be teachable. Okay, so, teachable. so this is good,
1: right? Um, we all want to know what our spiritual giftedness is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We all want to know how to best use that spiritual giftedness. You know, when you think about Ephesians chapter 4, Romans chapter 12, um, other passages of Scripture that talk about spiritual giftedness, and we're all curious as to what our giftedness is. Here's, here's what I've found out, Trey, over the years. The more teachable you are in ministry— the more you will discover what your spiritual giftedness is
0: and how to use it. I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. As you
1: engage, you know, and we do this at Northwood, and it's not a bad thing, and, and lots of churches do this, and probably many of you who are listening today, you've done this before, where you take a spiritual gift inventory, and you, know, you answer some questions, and it gives you an idea of what your spiritual gift may be. And those inventory tests where you take a test online, and you answer some questions and find out what your gift may be, those things can be helpful but it's not as near as helpful as actually doing ministry. Mm-hmm. Because when you engage in ministry, you're going to discover how God has wired you. Mm-hmm. You're going to understand how God has gifted you. I know for me, you know, here I am, you know, almost 20 years into pastoral ministry. Um, you know, I, I, I discovered my calling because there were men who gave me opportunities to teach the Bible and preach. hmm it wasn't because I took an inventory test. If I had taken an inventory test when I was 18, 19 years old and it said I had the spiritual gift of preaching, i said, yeah, this is wrong. <laughs>
0: you know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. But
1: when I began getting the opportunities to teach and preach, I discovered a passion for that. And so it was by serving in ministry and, and doing those things that I discovered how God had wired me and created me. And so the more you're engaged in ministry and the more teachable you are, mm-hmm the more you're going to discover how God has created you and wired you, and you're going to learn how to use that giftedness. When you're in ministry, God uses that. He uses that to reveal to you you know, exactly how he's wired and shaped you. And so be teachable. Get in ministry and listen to the uh, uh, wisdom of others, but attend trainings when trainings are offered in that particular ministry, whether it's small group ministry or whatever. Attend those trainings and and see how God uses those things to help you discover how he's uniquely created you.
0: And I mean that's God's design too, uh, you know Ephesians four. Yeah, absolutely. It. And what the pastors are supposed to be doing is to teach people so that they can teach people, right? Isn't that's that right. the idea. That's right. That's right. So that's a, that's a, that's a biblical model as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, when you're in the middle of that, uh, you also need to be supportive. Be, be supportive. supportive. Yeah.
1: So what the church needs are less selfless, or excuse me, we need selfless servants and not self-centered servants. So we need less self-centered servants and more selfless servants. Mm -hmm. So so think about like this, the way we don't want to approach ministry in our church is one, you know, do it my way, Mm -hmm. or two, what can I get from it? Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we do that. We 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 come to ministry and we 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 maybe you're a school teacher and you've been a school teacher for thirty years and you come and you want to serve in the children's ministry and you see what's going on. and You say, we could probably do this better, and maybe that's true. Maybe yeah. we could do sometimes it better. Sometimes it's that way. But why don't you start by supporting us, supporting yeah. us where we are, and as you serve with us along the way, begin to offer us some help and suggestions. Don't come in with the attitude of you can do it better,
0: right? Yeah, and I will Be say, Be supportive. If, I will say, if you go back to the faithfulness part, if people start to see you faithful yeah. and you start to give suggestions, yeah. you know what? They're going to listen. start listening.
1: That's absolutely right. So we don't need self-centered servants that think they've got it all figured out mm-hmm. or are serving just to get something out of it, to pat themselves on the back or the case may be. We need selfless servants who are willing to enter into the ministry of the church and support the work of the church and and pray for those who are in leadership and encourage and come alongside of us and serve faithfully. And as you serve faithfully, God is going to give you opportunity to speak into the ministry and help us to think through, okay, how do we shape it for future generations?
0: Purpose-driven life, the first line of that is, it's not about you. Not about you. And that's where you take the the center off of self and put it on others. So be supportive. Be supportive. And then number seven will close us down, and that is, be other-focused. That's the point of ministry, isn't it? Yeah, that goes to what I just said.
1: Yeah, we're not in ministry for us. We're in ministry for the glory of God and to see people transformed by the glory of God. So if we're going to minister well every Sunday morning, when you show up for, for worship to serve in, as a greeter or in the, the um, children's ministry or anytime we have an outreach event that you're coming to serve on, or we're going to take a mission trip and you're going to be on that mission trip, the question you should always be asking is what? How can I be a blessing for the sake of Christ to other people? How can I bless? Now, how can I be blessed, mm-hmm. but how can I be a blessing? Be other-focused. How do you serve well? You are other focused.
0: Well, what do we? What happens when we say something along the lines of, you know, I just that, that uh, it just doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, is that should that be even a consideration when we're doing ministry? Well,
1: there's lots of things in life that don't do anything for you in the moment. Mm-hmm. There's lots of things we do that in the moment that we're doing them, it just doesn't seem to have a lot of benefit for us. But over time, there's lots of benefits, right? Okay. I mean, I think about you know. Taking my vitamins every morning.
0: Exactly. I mean, in
1: the moment, it doesn't seem to have much benefit. But over time, it makes me healthier.
0: Makes you healthier. I don't
1: see much benefit in the moment of, you know, skipping that bowl of ice cream that I want so badly. Mm -hmm. But over time, if I skip ice cream every day and eat healthy, it's going to have a dramatic effect on my well-being.
0: So you're saying ice cream is not healthy.
1: Well... I probably shouldn't have said that. It's, 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 it's dairy. It's gotta be healthy.
0: Yeah, there's if cows are involved, it's right? gonna be good for you. <laughs> exactly. No, but but you yeah, know,
1: but seriously, that's a good question, Trey. Yeah. There there are gonna be many times in ministry that we serve and mm-hmm. We just don't feel like we got anything out of it. Well, that's not the point. Mm-hmm. The point of ministry is not what you get out of it. It's, it's bringing glory and honor to God and being a blessing to others. And the, when you when you serve with that mindset of bringing glory to God and being a blessing to others, over time, you are going to benefit. Amen. You're going to see God grow you and stretch you. You're going to see the grace of God at work in your life.
0: Okay, we, got, we have someone that's listening right now, I guarantee you, that's thinking, you know, we're in COVID, we're in all this, and getting back to my first question, then, how can they get involved in ministry? Yeah. Even let's say that their church does not have the doors open. What's something that you think they maybe could start maybe to yeah. get involved? How could they do that?
1: You can always be a blessing to people, period, mm-hmm. in discussion for the glory of God. You can always pick up your phone and text someone and say, hey, I'm praying for you today. Mm-hmm. You can always sit down with a paper and pen and write a handwritten note to someone and encourage them and bless them. There are a million ways that you can be about the work of the kingdom right now, even in the midst of this pandemic. And there are even ways that you can support your church in the midst of this. You might not be physically meeting with your church right now, Mm -hmm. but you can continue to pray for your church Amen, and pray for your pastors because your pastors right now, if you're not meeting... They need wisdom as to when to reopen and how to reopen and all those kinds of things. You can always pray for your leadership. You can always share the gospel with people and invite them to view a service online or to attend when you with the church does open back up. There are a multitude of ways that you can be involved in ministry right now, so do it. Be faithful to the Lord. Amen.
0: Well, Pastor Tommy, this has been a wonderful way to kind of refresh us as we're in the middle of COVID, and uh, we appreciate you sharing and uh, what God is doing and can do through His people even now. That's right. So why don't you close us out, and as we prepare our hearts for what you have also for next week.
1: We do hope that today has encouraged you to be faithful in your service to the Lord, and we pray that you will continue to allow God to use you wherever He plants you. If this has been helpful for you today, go ahead and share this with a friend. If you don't mind, leave us a review. That helps get the word out about our podcast. Go ahead and subscribe to this podcast. That way you'll have new content delivered to your device every single week. But as always, we hope that today's episode has helped you connect faith to life.